What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Last Resort Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Why did you pause? Why are you laughing? Because of my voice. No, oh. <laughs> that's how it always sounds. Does it? Yeah, you I just, always get this high pitch. You just realized your voice sounds funny? <laughs> you just realized you have a funny voice? Do I have a funny voice or do I just make it <laughs> funny sometimes? You definitely make it funnier sometimes. I would say it's one of the funnier voices in the family. <laughs> Who else has a funny voice? My dad can do a funny voice sometimes. Can he? Uh, he does. Uh, sometimes he talks like a duck. Really? You've never heard him do the duck? No. He's like... <laughs> He does that. <laughs> He'll do a little Larry David once in a while. Does he? Yes. Do you even know my dad? I know. Me and your dad are twinsies. Yeah. You do the LD. I do LD all the time. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. All right. All right. I guess I guess you have the funniest voice in the family. I guess I'm the, I'm the funniest <laughs> voice in the family. It's decided. All right. It's decided. Well, here we are, folks, <laughs> with the funniest voice in the family and... Probably somewhere right in the middle of the pack over here. <laughs> here to talk about the last resort. This was my kind of episode. Let me just pause. You have a very nice voice, by the way. I don't think so. You do. That's not what my rabbi told me. <laughs> well, He said, you, John, step away from the microphone. Well, it was about singing. Yeah. I think my singing voice is better than my speaking voice. You think voice. so? Oh. I think tis, your singing voice... I think your singing voice is good. Mm-hmm. That's the right answer. I think your regular voice, like you have a nice voice. I've heard mixed reviews. <laughs> From who? Someone once told me in middle school, was it high school or middle school? Either or, that I had a voice for radio. And boy. That, you and do. Boy, did that make me feel good. You do. And then my rabbi had told me to step away from the microphone. And so I think that kept me humble. Somewhere, I, I fall somewhere in between. That's where I say I'm middle of the pack. I attempted to take singing lessons. And after one class, they called my parents and say not to waste money. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. And then my dad <laughs> called back and he was like, <laughs> no, he called back and he's like, how, how dare you tell a young Jewish boy to step away from the microphone when he's leaning into his baruch <laughs> My dad told them, I told her. <laughs> yeah, finally, I hope she listens to you because she wasn't listening to me. He's like, I told my wife that was a bad idea. <laughs> it's, like the, <laughs> it's like the first time I came and visited you in the Czech Republic and your recorder, or as you so affectionately refer to it as your flute. It's the flute. Your flute, guys, it's a recorder, <laughs> was leaned up, propped up against your bookcase and you're like, oh. Look at my flute. Shall I play you a song? And you started playing me a song and your dad was like yelling, are you trying to make him go home? Do you want him to break up with you? He did that. He doesn't really support your musical endeavors. He did not. He once tried to teach me play the guitar. And after half an hour, he cursed me like five times and he said never to touch the guitar. Your dad has <laughs> many good qualities. I would say patience is no. not one of them. <laughs> It's very true. That's why I everyone always asks me, Teresa, your dad plays the guitar. He plays the giant violin. He's in like five bands. Why don't you play that instrument? And I always say, I wanted to. Yeah. But he 
said, do not touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about our families. We're here to talk about the messed up families of the 90 day family. We're here to talk oh, about the, yes. the last resort. And I like this episode a lot. I thought last episode was a little sleepy. Episode five was a, yes, it was a little, we called it, I think the party drawer of episodes. <laughs> and I, I still, the miscellaneous, the miscellaneous draw, the tchotchke draw. And I stick to that. This episode, oh, it had highs and lows. It had a story arc. It had ins and outs. It had inflatable dolls. It had revelations. It had girls' nights and guys' nights. It had it all. It had it all. And I loved it. I loved it, too. It was a good one. Good. I'm glad we I, We had some um, making up. And making out. Yeah, that, unfortunately, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. The a- only thing that I wish I did not see was small Ed attempting to have sex with Liz during mm-hmm. Kama Sutra class. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see that. No. No one wants to see that. It's like an advertisement for their OnlyFans that I'm sure is just... Wait, they have OnlyFans? No, but I'm sure we're just months away. <laughs> Please don't. So we'll talk about, <laughs> talk about all that and more. Before we do, real quick, a little business... If you guys want to hear us talk about 90 Day the Other Way, you can do that. You're in luck. We're talking about it on Patreon and Supercast, starting at the Cousins Club level. That's your $6 tier. It's audio only, but it gets you the other way. It mm-hmm. gets you any bonus we throw on for the all Patreon levels that'll get to you. And once in a while, we do holiday bonuses, tis the season, so we may start to do some of those. You'll get that at all levels. If you want video of us doing the podcast... Join us on the family affair level. You'll also get a monthly bonus of whatever tickles our fancy. Yeah. That month. So check us out, patreon.com slash reality or marriedthreality.supercast.com. Also, just make sure you're following us on Instagram at marriedthrealitypod. You can follow along. We share news and scheduling. We post memes once in a while, but... Most importantly, we talk to you over there. That's how we can message with you guys. Very true. It's me talking to you because I'm the CEO and president the senior president. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love promoting myself. She's always promoting herself. And I'm just the lurker. I'm the stalker in the background just peeking and yes. peeping on your messages. Oh, he does that. So check it out. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. And also make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash your like it's as hot as inflatable Michael. Wow. That was a big penis. I didn't uh, I didn't think inflatable dolls have penises. That one sure did. And yeah. yes. It was put to put to good use. <laughs> yeah, smash like it's as hot as Angela smashed that, that inflatable doll. The inflatable Michael. Yes. Let's just call it for what it is. Inflatable it's inflatable Michael. Michael. Yes. And last but not least, if you haven't left the review, please do. You guys know we're suckers for a little love. If you leave us a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it. Over on the Monday podcast. the Right now, it's the B90 podcast. Yes. For now. For now. All right. Should we do it? The reason we're here, 90 Day, The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 6. Let's start with a little somewhere I've never been invited to, much to my dismay, Girls' Night. <laughs> Let's talk about it. To invite you to my bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. That was a girl's weekend. Mm-hmm. I should have invited you. We should have had those, whatever you call it, like 
Kevin Jack and Stacy. Yeah. Jack and Jill. <laughs> I knew the, I knew you guys use like male and female names. Yeah. Yeah, we should have done that. Yeah. No? Yeah. You would not want me at yours? Yeah. Really? Okay, I don't. I'm taking it back. I would not invite you to mine. I feel like the wedding is the Kevin and Stacy. That's everyone <laughs> coming together, right? We don't need two Kevin and Stacys. I guess too much. Okay. All right, girls' night. Who who orchestrated this? Because at first I thought Liz invited everyone to come together, but Molly's the one who's having a trunk show. Molly's the one who's doing a pop up shop. I think it's Molly. It makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you why. Are you ready? Yes. You should have said it like JT. Are you ready? That? Yeah. <laughs> what, what does he say? He, what song is it? You're the one who said, are you ready? I know. Are you ready? Yes. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Go. It's Molly's room for three reasons. One, Molly is the only one who has room for herself. Kalani does too, but she has kids. And Colini, right? Mm-hmm. Molly is doing the trunk show. I don't think she would move all her stuff to someone else's room. Eh, I think for a little free advertising, but okay. And three, Angela rolls in with three drinks, meaning it makes sense because she basically only likes Kalani and Molly. Mm. So she someone had to invite her. I don't think it was Liz. I don't think it was Yara. Okay. Well, that makes sense. They eventually, they all show up. They're all there. It is awkward because Angela does have some beef with Liz, also has some beef now with Yara. But Kalani's like, let's just cut the tension. Let's hash it out. Let's all get on good terms so we can have fun. And I have to give kudos to Liz for just taking ownership of the situation, but I also have to give her some shit for what she said. Because she's like, Angela, you know, the altercation actually helped me realize that I do not have ads back. Ugh. So thank you. Ugh. And Angela's like, it's it's okay. I'm sorry. They hug. And she tells the cameras, Liz is a good person. I mean, I'm the bitch. But Liz is a pushover. Liz is, Liz is a doormat. And Angela <laughs> is... Angela's, That's a horrible thing to say. Why? She just gets walked all over. Oh, and that's what you meant. And she's okay with it. Angela, on the other hand, is probably only okay with Liz now because she apologized. So, okay, you gave me the power. You're respecting me. Yeah. So, so I'll be okay with you. But, yeah, this behavior saying, oh, thank you for basically disrespecting me and my relationship. Thank you for yelling at me. Right? Thank you for shitting on me in front of everyone and, and the cameras and other couples. That's the behavior that allows her to succeed in a relationship with Ed. The reason they can live happily ever after or for however long. In Arkansas. In Arkansas is because I'm sure small Ed acts the same way Angela does and oh, yeah. has a temper and screams at her. And then she gets upset in the moment, but then it's probably like, okay, thank you, small Ed, for making me realize I was out of line. <laughs> it's like. No, you weren't the one in the wrong. Angela was the one in the wrong. And so don't be apologizing or don't be thanking her for her bad behavior. I totally agree. But unfortunately, this seems to be her personality. And I have to say this. Something must be going well for her because for the first time, Liz looks 
pretty healthy. And what I mean by it is just that she looks happy. She doesn't look like everything, everything is going south. That's what we've known her for, for the past couple of days at least. She was just mad and fighting with small Ed and she was constantly upset and she looks good. So good for her. Yeah, well, it's because I think for once she's having fun. Ed is, I think Ed is in his past life regression session. And so she's been able to break free of that ball and chain. She's got a little weight off her shoulders. For sure. She's having girls night. She's having fun. And this is what life could be like sans Ed. Yes. And it shows like there is a big difference between this Liz and then Liz two days ago. Yes. She just has a glow that she did not have. Well, small Ed is toxic. Small so Ed, toxic. Small Ed is like smoking cigarettes. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your appearance. It's just not good for you. It just tastes good. Now, right. I'm not saying small Ed uh, tastes good. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about cigarettes. Uh, it was a big part of my lifestyle. Uh, I smoke once a year okay. with your mom and with you, but you don't smoke. Okay. <laughs> so... Everyone's putting the beef behind them. They're all on good terms. And Maya's like, all right, ladies, time to plug my business. I packed my suitcase with a ton of lingerie. I have a mini store in the back. Let's do it. Let's, For a little promotion. Let's do, let's do a little fashion show. Yes. Yeah, so let's kick it off with Liz. And she goes first. And as she's getting ready... We have this little chit chat with Yara and she kind of, she's not on board because she says, growing up, my mom used to tell me that my nose is too big and that I need to improve. And so she doesn't feel the confidence. Here is my hot take, right? Mm -hmm. Yara's beautiful. And I think she has a healthy level of confidence. Obviously, we see her on social media or even on the show. She shows, shows off her body. She looks great. I don't think she loves what she needs to put on. I don't think that's her style, right? Mm. I don't think this lingerie is her style. And me as a girl, if I had to put on something that I don't vibe, I would not feel confident. No matter what it looks like, it could look good on me. If I don't like it, I'm not going to feel it. That makes all the sense. And I'm glad you said that because I was, I was going to say something and I would probably get shit for it. I'll say it anyways. Yara, and, and she'll show us in the very next scene at the beach, has worn skimpier outfits oh, and yeah. rocked it and looked fantastic in it and wore it with confidence. And and that's not to say, oh, people who look good can't have body issues or can't have body dysmorphia or can't lack self-confidence. Of course they can. But Daily, we see her in bikinis and she's putting it on Instagram and showing it off on social media. And that, sure, that could all come from a place of needing reassurance and looking for, for validation. But I think what you're saying makes so much sense. Yeah, Molly's style is probably not Yara's style. And wearing clothing that's not your style or that you didn't choose, it's hard to feel good in it. Especially clothing like this. If it was jeans and a t-shirt, I'm sure she would be just... Sure, I'll put it on for fun, right? It's lingerie. If it doesn't fit right, you just don't want to promenade yourself around. So again, I'm not taking away from her past, not past life drama, from her childhood drama. I get it. Trauma. Moms can be... Trauma. What? Trauma. Yeah. What did I say? Drama. Oh, drama, trauma with I'm mom. Sure, I'm sure there was yeah. drama. But. 
I get it. Moms can be harsh, but I think this is more of a, I'm not liking this, but she was a team player because after less, it's her and Angela's turn. Unfortunately, Angela's. I couldn't even see most of the lingerie because it was all being blurred out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Molly's got going on, what she's selling, but apparently it's it's very revealing. It's very see-through because you can't even wear that on late night television, it turns out. Well, also, if Angela bends over and spreads her cheeks to show everyone her asshole, I don't think <sighs> that has anything to do with Molly's lingerie. Well, it was blurred out on Liz. They blurred the booty for Liz. They blurred for Angela. I mean, Angela let us know. We didn't have to see. She told us she's got a fat cat. And, and oh, she okay. loves it and, and Michael loves it. Okay. What's up with these fat cats? I have never heard <laughs> this term. And then Kalani says, I have a fat cat. Liz is a fat cat. Angela has a fat cat. What kind of a cat is it? Is it like your vagina lips? They're big? What, what is happening? Well, What is that cat? Well, I, I, I hate to say because I like to be a man in the know. I'm not sure, but I promise you I will do my research. Do I have a fat cat? I, I couldn't tell you. But I will do my research. I'll I'll hit the necessary websites. I will go into into great detail and to find this out just for you, Teresa, and I'll report back. Okay. And report if you want, back. I'll show you my findings. Yeah. What kind of a like? What are what are these cats? Uh, I don't know. But when I hear fat cat, I think of a guy with his feet up on a desk, maybe a top hat and a cigar, saying, "Hey, yeah, you see here, I'm making deals. I'm making deals over here." So when I fat hear cat. fat cat, yeah. I think of the first bar I've ever been to in New York City. Fat Black Pussycat. Yes, where I had a drink underage and they kicked me out. Hmm. I got kicked out. I didn't buy the drink. Someone else bought it for me. But I didn't. I was. They made me wear this stupid bracelet mm-hmm. that, that showed that I'm underage. Oh. And they kicked me out. Got it. Yeah. I've told you about my bracelet days. Oh, yeah. You were... Faking them. I was faking them. Long story short for those who haven't heard this story, I have a friend who's a year or two older than me. And so in college, we would go to this one club, 18 to party, 21 to drink. And so I would get in at like 19 years old. My buddy would get in at 21. He would get the bracelet. And the bracelets were always just like a solid orange, like a neon orange or a neon green. Sometimes there was patterns, but... All pretty simple. And so once we realized this, we ordered 500 bracelets on eBay, got them to us, and then we would just bring them with us to the club. Our friend would go in first. He would get the bracelet. He would come out. He would show us the pattern. We would go to the local like Walgreens, buy highlighters, just flip the bracelet over. It's always white on the inside. And we would just use highlighter to make the bracelet whatever color his bracelet was for that night. (laughs) <laughs> We'd go right in. We got drinks, no problem. Every single time, every weekend, multiple weekends in a row. So smart. So smart. My parents were impressed. Look at your like, parents. I, I know you're breaking the law. You're drinking underage, but this is just very creative, and I applaud that. If you're drinking at 18 or 19, that should be a lot. I, I still don't understand the American law. Like you let kids drive at 16, but you don't. You don't get to drink until 21. It's one of the dumbest laws. No, well, when you put it like that, I think it's genius. Don't start drinking and driving at the same time. No, but I'll tell you what. 
in Czech, you start drinking at like 14, 15, illegally, obviously. And then when you hit 18, you're kind of like, yeah, like we can drink now, right? Then you go to college. No one dies in college out of alcohol overdose because we just don't drink that much. Like you drink, but you've been drinking for years at that point that you don't, you don't have the need to be dumb. Here in the U.S., you hit college and you become dumb with all this drinking. Oh, my gosh, I can finally do it. And kids keep dying. Well, it's a pretty big generalization. I'm sure some people died in college in Europe, but. Yes, but I think the drinking is kind of like you're more mature. I think I think Europeans mature more because of that, because when you're at that point, like you have a drink. But you don't need to be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can finally drink. Let me drink everything I find because it's legal now. You're maybe. like, yeah, I've been legally drinking for years. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, speaking of drinking, let's cut to the bar where the guys are. All the guys minus small Ed. Yes. They're talking about the strip club. We're picking up with the conversation we left off with last episode. And Joby's like, well, I know a couple strippers that worked in Key West and now they're here. Maybe I can give them a call. I actually went on a trip to Jamaica with a stripper, if you can believe that. And yeah, he's like, let me let me text Jasmine. Yeah, it was Jasmine, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. I would not be happy if he did that. And I don't think Yara will be. No, this is this is kind of ridiculous, right? That's next level. Going yeah. to a strip club is one thing. If you're told, hey, don't go to a strip club by your wife. Yeah, you go to a strip club, all right, that's a slap on a wrist. If you're messaging the strippers, maybe that's grounds for divorce. Yeah, not a good idea. But they finish their drinks. I also thought they're going tonight, but they're not. They got, a, they got a plan. They got a plot. Asolo still doesn't know the plan because he just gets out and starts yelling, let's see some nipples. <laughs> he gets into the, into the Uber. He's like, driver. Take us to the strip club. He was wasted. Wasted. And Jovi's like, not tonight. Gee, we talked about a plan. Yeah. But he messages Jasmine and we'll see what comes of that. But I think that's crossing the line. It is. I think that going to the strip club, I think any guy should be able to go to the strip club. It's look, don't touch. I would say that's the rules if you're in a relationship. If you want to pay for a lap dance, fine. I think it's a waste of money, but you do you. But if you're getting strippers' numbers and messaging them once you're married, that might be crossing the line. Yeah, it is crossing yeah, the line. That might be crossing the line. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because they need to go on the next episode, right? They have to, right? Or after? I don't know. They need to go soon. You guys better go soon. And I guess they they did it on his season. I was going to say, are they going to bring cameras into the strip club? Maybe. They did it at... The Hustlers Club. and Yeah. I mean, the strip clubs are usually more private. They're not like corporations or um, chains. I know, but there's a few things going on there. Do the strippers want to be stripping on national television? Do the patrons in the business want to be on camera? Hmm. There's a couple of things going on there, but they did film in a strip club a couple yeah. of seasons ago. So they may. We'll see. I think right now is a good time to take a break. Let's do it. When we come back, it'll get even wilder. All right, let's take a break. We'll tell you about our sponsors for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How are things? Thing 
songs are good. New Day Who Dis. Hmm. Is it Kalani and Kalini? Yes, they're just chatting and... I think we all know that Colleen is engaged. I we didn't can know. See the ring. I was gonna tell you through by the way, but it's been a while since she got in, since she got engaged. So oh, I did see the rock. I yeah. Who's the guy? He seems like a like a normal dude. I think he's he's an American. Huh. Yeah. Right. I don't think he's a, a ninety day or like I don't think she brought him from Saboa or anywhere. I think he's a dude from wherever she lives or the U.S. at least. People would have killed to see her on the single life. Oh yeah, so. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think she loves to be on TV. I think she's okay being as the sister. Mm. I don't think she wants her life, her private life, to stop being private. Yeah. So all right, but they're there. They're talking. The whole thing is that Kalani feels like she and Oswego are in the friend zone, and she wants to feel romantic again, but. She's always thinking about what he did. She's always thinking about her hall pass. So it's tough. And this is where we get a little taste that there's more she's been holding out on telling yes. us. I want to know. There is more to his infidelity. Yeah. There's a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. So let's go to breakfast. Everyone's there minus Liz. Liz is hungover. Ed's bitching that he didn't get invited to go out with the guys last night. He says, this is when I got hypnotized. So I mm -hmm. guess maybe that's why he missed guys nights. And Angela's like, Oh, I was an Italian in my past life. Uh, I don't think so. Just because she's out of control. Is that, yeah. That's her excuse. Yeah. No, I don't see Angela being Italian. I think Angela in past life was Angela. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was skeptical, but I came out with some perspective. And we had some friends call in saying, I, I think the whole past life regression thing, I think Ed was BSing it. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think that was our conclusion, too. Not saying the entire idea of past life therapy regression. Is, is BS, but I do think. Ed was putting on quite a show, like the entertainer, like the leprechaun that he is. I guess, but I almost feel like if it, if he was going to make it up, he should have made himself be more majestic unless you wanted a sympathy. I think it was just too on the nose. It's like a leprechaun is a small entertainer. Yeah. Okay. Well, small no, that's not true. <laughs> Leprechauns are running around Ireland collecting gold, whatever they appear at the end of the rainbow. I know, but they're entertaining. How? You don't see them. What are you talking about? You go to a St. Patrick's Day parade, they're out there. You go to a Celtics game, they're out there. What's a Celtics game? The basketball team. Ugh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Their think... mascot is a leprechaun, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Are they Irish? Yeah. Is it an Irish basketball team? I don't know. Ireland played basketball. Boston is very Irish. Oh, Boston. Oh. What did you think I said? The Boston Celtics? A Celtic? You just said Celtics. Huh. Anyways, let's not get into sports. That's way out. I know more about fat cats than I know <laughs> about sports. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was, I think she made, he made some of the stuff up. Maybe he made it all up because he wanted some sympathy for being a shitty person. Mm -hmm. So, well, speaking of shitty people, Teresa. We start having a lovely breakfast conversation Ew. about eating the old ass. Yeah, for first, Angela shoots Ed a photo of Liz from last night. 
and he's loving it. And this is what Kalani tells Ed. He's like, Ed, Liz is in the Fat Cat Club. Mm. What does that mean? Did they show each other their vaginas? I don't know, Teresa. Yeah. So apparently, and I'm going to quote Angela, something about coochie, which I don't even know how to spell that. Is it the real word? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Does it mean vagina? Oh, yeah. Okay. So from that, they move on to licking buttholes. Why? I don't know. But it was Kalani who started it. Yeah. Well, Angela wanted to lick Michael's butt, but he would not allow it. Uh, (laughs) And so Kalani is like, all right, we need to know. Let's go around the table. Have you licked a butt or have you ever let someone lick your butt? Kalani says, it's been a no for me both ways. Angela has never licked. But has had hers licked. Ew. Ew. That's how I feel. Ed says, oh, I've tossed a salad and I love having mine tossed. Although it is a little chalky. Ew. I don't even know what it means. Also. Ew. I agree agree with that reaction. It gets worse when Ed demonstrates. Yeah, it gets so bad that asshole pukes. At first, I thought he was joking. No, I thought he was he like wasn't. just spitting out like his Greek yogurt or whatever. No, he legit threw up. And then the chain reaction of throw up <laughs> was hysterical. It was like on The Office. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think what it reminded me of. But <laughs> yeah, when Pam did that and then Andy and everyone. <laughs> yeah. So Smollett stands up while everyone's throwing up and apologizes. And it's like, you know, I have, I have some anger issues. And I need to work them out. And I'm, I'm going to be better. I'm going to stop talking over people. The past life regression really worked. I don't want to be the clown anymore. I don't want to be the leprechaun from 1669 anymore. Good luck. Pun intended? <laughs> oh? Pun intended? Because of the leprechaun? Yeah, luck of the Irish. I guess. Huh. All right. Shall we do some therapy? Let's do a Kama Sutra class. Too bad Jenny, a.k.a. Petey, isn't teaching this. Because Jenny went to yeah. Kama Sutra class? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, yeah, the student becomes the teacher. Yes. How about a Kama Sutra class just on a public beach with an inflatable sex doll with a nine-inch penis? On inflatable bats. Yeah. <laughs> the whole if, thing was so tacky. Imagine you, you spend $5,000 to go there on a romantic vacation with your significant other, you this the only week out of the year you can really do this. You saved up the money, and then you have these freaking morons doing Kamasutra on the beach. No, I, I <laughs> could not imagine. That. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so everyone obviously has their partner there so that they can do the Kamasutra, except Angela. So what's a girl to do when your significant other is halfway around the world? Well, you get an inflatable sex doll with an extremely large penis. <laughs> any of them. Michael was doing a bit of pillow. Yeah, that was kind of They BS. should have sent him a doll. Yeah. Poor Michael. He's really getting the short end of the stick on this Literally. thing. Literally. So, the first thing that they have to do is put their hands on each other and say what they love about each other. Well, first, we see Reba, who's introducing Simone, oh, yes. who is the Kama Sutra international instructor because she has an accent. She's oh. from somewhere. Huh. And so Simone is going to be leading, but Reba is still going to be involved. Okay. So, as I said, put your hands on your partner and 
tell tell your partner what you love about them. And we see Kelly and Molly, who are not in a great place in their relationship, but they've they've had their ups and downs on this trip. And Kelly's like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable by professing this intimate emotion on you. And Molly's like, Well, I'm not un- I'm not uncomfortable. There was clearly something you loved about me at one time, but it's been lost. And Kelly agrees. And he's like, okay, that's the same for me. So we can agree on that. But the question is, do we still love each other? And Molly says, I do love you, but I'm not in love with you. Uh-oh. And you're not in love with me. Uh-oh. And it's so true. Like, loving someone is one thing, but being in love, I think it, it goes hand in hand, in hand obviously. But just loving someone is not enough. I don't think. Um, no, loving, we've talked about this before. You can love your family, yeah, but you're not in love unless you're from Mississippi, probably. <laughs> um, what does that even mean? Yeah, it's an incest joke. Okay. Well, I'm joking, Mississippi friends. <laughs> love you guys. Um, but yeah, you, you're in love with your partner and yeah. you, and you love them. I think in love is a romantic feeling in love is a sexual feeling love is a I got your back feeling so like I think we need to start like when we go to work or so I think we need to start saying I love you and I'm in love we with you do. stop pretending to our friends that we don't say that oh, we do say it but we don't say it often enough mm, okay we can up our in love okay mention okay okay um, but yeah, I think I think there are two different feelings. Both are important in relationships. Mm-hmm. And Molly feels that, well, right now I just, I love you. Yeah. Because that's something so many people say is like, oh, I'll, I'll always love you, right? A, a couple could get a divorce or break up. And, well, I'll always love you. Sure. And I can believe that. But you're not, you won't always be in love with them. You'd that, believe that if you you still love your ex? Nah, not speaking from experience, but I could see. Say you have kids and then you get a divorce. It's like, well, I'll always love you. You're the mother of my child. I'll always have your back. If, if you ever need something, we're not in love anymore. And I'm going to love someone else and be in love with someone else. But I'll always love what we created together. And if you need help. Or something, I'll, I'll be there for you. I yeah, can see it depends that. on the divorce, but okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So when Molly says this, that we're not in love with each other, Kelly starts getting emotional. He gets oh, again. Real emotional. At first, I was kind of like, nah, eh, this whole thing is BS. Why are they even here? He's still hanging on, I think. Oh, he's, yeah. He's still maybe in love with Molly. Oh, yeah. I think he, he is at that point, or he wants them to fix what's broken, but Molly doesn't seem to be on board. And he's like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this. And he storms off. Yeah. yeah. Reba follows him because mm-hmm. she wants to know what happened, which again, I like that these experts are involved. Well, that's the name of the game here. There's really nothing else to the show. There is plenty. Oh, but- you just let them run around freely and that would be plenty. But that's 90 day. Yeah. We got to the whole last resort, I think, is let's try to repair these relationships. And that's why I guess maybe with maths, you do want a little bit more expert intervention, but you're hoping that they don't need it. You're hoping that we just got a couple people who are attracted to each other and can build a life on their own. 
unfortunately, no, a lot of these couples on maps need expert intervention and need guidance. They're not getting it. Yeah. But here, they're here for a reason. They need it. They're getting it. Very true. All so, right. Yes. Back to Kama Sutra. Yes. So next is the fun part. Let's do the positions. Ooh, a.k.a. Angela banging a doll. Angela banging in front of a Michael. Liz banging a clown. And no one wants to see, yes, Liz banging small ad or small ads trying to do sex positions. Even Kalani's like, I, I can't look at this. I can't even see this. To me, this is such posturing. This is such performative behavior where on from small ad from small ad where I look at Jovi and Yara I think they probably have the best sex life of anyone there how can you how do you know just from the little bit we've seen of go do your homework don't have sex but then they end up having sex like they're having sex and they're not, but they're not shoving it in your face. Okay. I feel like Liz and Ed, it's performative. Small Ed. Small Ed is performative and they're trying to show you, oh yeah, we're so sexual and attracted to each other. Nah, are you? I think you guys hate each other. Yeah. I think you guys hate each other, but you want to put on a good show and a good face for the camera. And so you're doing what you're doing. It's the same with Angela. Angela's like banging the inflatable doll. It's not real. It's yeah. It's a show. I think, yeah, I don't even want to think about Angela and Michael, but they always seem to have some fun times a long time ago when before all this shit went down and when she was still going dead at the beginning and they seemed to be a little better. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's about it with the Kama Sutra. I was expecting a homework or something. Ooh, but that's a good point. That's a good point. No, it was yeah. all in-class activities. There was like this comical moment where Aswell was hugging Kalani, but it looked like a child is hugging a mom mm -hmm. and had nothing to do with being sexual. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I was just looking at the two of them. I always said, Aswell is such an immature person. And I get it. He banged her and now they have kids, but he's such a child that... I don't see him being in a relationship. No. He, they always, you always talk about, oh, she's looking for a father figure. That's why she's with him, right? He's probably looking for a mother figure. Oh, she's, yeah. She's very motherly. Oh, she's, yeah. She's got the two kids. She takes care of them. She seems like a good mom. And I think she mothers and, and probably out of necessity, she treats Asuelu like a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Speaking of the two of them, mm -hmm. after the Kama Sutra class, they end up with a one-on-one -on -one poolside session. I, I, I just don't think therapy should take place in the deep end of a pool. I mean, they're at the resort. They're out, like, let's be outside. Why not? I don't know. That To me, that's not... A place we're going to have a serious conversation about our issues. Well, I think they just need to be whatever the resort allows them to be. Fair enough. I don't think they can close out the whole thing, especially because they do have other guests. But like to bring up maths again, Dr. Pepper goes to their apartment. Dr. Prendergrass could go to their resort room. Yeah, but it's nicer outside. Okay. I, I get it. I, I just, get it. I'm not... 
I've never been in couples therapy, but I don't think I'd be that open sitting outside spilling problems when anyone could be walking by with an earshot. Oh, if there are people around, yeah. But if there was no one around, I think I would feel better than sitting on a bed in a hotel room. There is nowhere to really, I don't know. I would not want to do that. So I don't have a problem with this. Dr. Jason seems to be jumping around having one-on-one sessions with these people. Mm-hmm. So uh, he wants to know how the Kama Sutra class went. It was like hanging out with my best friend, Kalani yeah, says. Yeah, we could see that when he was hugging you and you were petting him like a child. Well, she goes, I honestly feel grossed out. I think about his penis with somebody else and it makes me not want to do anything. Yeah, she's like, I'm not over the infidelity. He, His penis is disgusting to me. And she says she hasn't fully processed what happened, which is, I get it. Like he did cheat first, but she also had her hall pass. I don't think this is, this is about, oh, I'm so grossed out by Asuel. I think she is, but I think this is all about, I'm trying, but I, I, she knows she can't do this. She, her mind is with this hall pass guy and she's just trying to get through this. I think that's half of it. The hall pass doesn't work for a multitude of reasons, but at the core, it doesn't work because it doesn't change the fact that someone cheated on you. Two wrongs don't make a right. So just because you were then allowed to go bang someone else, it doesn't erase the fact that Asuelu banged someone before. So he cheated on you. It wasn't, you weren't giving him the ability to go cheat like he gave you. He just cheated on you. So you're not going to just forgive that because you were able to bang someone. Of course, I don't think she should forgive. I think she's trying for the kids. But I also feel like she didn't expect, like, I think she's in love with this whole past guy. Or she is, oh, yeah. maybe if not in love, Infatuated. she has feelings. Yeah. And I don't think she expected it. And now it's happening. And because of that, she there is nothing she wants to do have to do with Asuelo. Because A, he cheated on her. She's not over it as she shouldn't be. And B, there is someone else that is treating her the way she wants to be treated. And I think she's doing all this trying for the kids. But she knows it's not going to happen. Because if you say your partner, you're disgusted by your partner because of what he did, there's no way you're getting over it. There's just no freaking way. Uh, It'd be very hard. Time does heal a lot. But yeah, it's always going to be in the back of your mind, especially because he did it first. And apparently there is more to the story. Okay. Well, before we get to more, when Kalani's saying, yes, it's hard for me. I feel grossed out. I saw it was like, well, this hurts to hear. I do take it personal, but I'll be patient and I'll work on it. And when he said that, I'm like, that's good. That's probably the most mature thing I've ever heard him say is that I'm taking responsibility for this. And I'm going to be patient and I'm going to work on it. But then we learn more about their relationship and Asuelu in particular. And I lose all respect for Asuelu. Because we get to a point where Dr. Prendergast says, don't focus on intimacy, focus on friendship, let it build. And Kalani goes, well, Dr. Prendergast says, give it time. Says, let it build. But it's been years. And I still don't forgive him for the shit from the beginning. 
And a producer says, well, what happened in the beginning? And this is where we learn it all. Kalani says, in the beginning? All right, well, since the beginning, Asuelu has been cheating on me. He cheated on me when we started dating. He cheated on me when I was pregnant. He cheated on me before we came here. Gee. So this is not a one-time thing with Asuelu. First of all, I don't know who he's banging. Maybe... Girls who I don't I don't even know I don't even want to say it. Who's banging him? He literally is a child. But second of all, it's so sad to hear her say that she stayed with him because she was pregnant. Well, so not to give Kalani too much shit, but if what I'm hearing is correct, she said he cheated on me when we were dating. Well, break up with him then. I get once you're pregnant, once you have a child. She was pregnant. While they were, de- I guess. So she she got pregnant the first time they met. They just banged it out on vacation and she got pregnant. That was the thing. That was, was just, the problem. It was weird how she said when we were dating, when I was pregnant and be- like the when I was dating sounded prior to pregnancy. No, they were dating while she was pregnant and okay. I guess got engaged at some point because she flew back. I remember from their season. So it almost seems then like. Asuelu is not even into Kalani. If he was cheating the entire time, it's more like, oh, I got her pregnant. I guess I have to be here for the kid, but I'm not into her. So I'm just going to keep banging who I want to bang. I think, I don't think Asuelu is the sharpest tool in the box, as we all know, right? Mm -hmm. I think he has a very high libido. Like he always Mm. was trying to bang her. He was trying to bang the bedroom wall. Two yeah, and I ago. think that's his problem. I think he just bangs whoever wants to bang him. I don't even think he needs to be attracted to someone. Mm. I just think he just goes with it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think he discovered sex once upon a time, and he cannot stop. It's a big sad revelation. So she's mm-hmm. been getting cheated on their entire relationship. That's horrible. By Asuelo. It's insane. Yeah. And they have two. I guess I guess she's thankful for the kids. Obviously, you love your kids. But ugh, she will be connected to him forever because of the kids. Yeah. At some point, you have to cut your losses, though, because this is no way to raise children with a father who is constantly banging other women. Yeah. I mean, they're done. I don't think they will ever get back together. Maybe one day I don't see it. If he ever matures, I don't know. I, w- I feel the opposite of you. I feel that, oh, they would be done if Asuelu cheated on her this one time. He got the yeast infection and then they gave the hall pass. I'd be like, all right, they're done. He cheated, they're done. She's excused this behavior time and time again. Why is now different? Because... She did it too. And she realized that, mm. okay, Azul wasn't giving me what I wanted. He didn't treat me the way I wanted to be treated. I didn't know any better. Now I have a guy who is there for me sexually, mentally, someone I can rely on, someone who is an adult, it seems like from what she's saying. I don't have to treat him as a child because he doesn't seem to be a child. So I think she just tasted what a normal relationship looks like. Good point. And now she's done. She's done going back to the toxic one. That's a good point. All right. Fair enough. 
I see, I see your side, and I agree with it. I hope that guy will appear. Oh yeah, there was talk of it, so I'm waiting. I know, waiting. I know. I'm waiting. I feel like at best we're halfway through the season. Yeah. So we'll see. Let's see. That's this episode. What an episode! Let's go to the strip club next, can we? Yeah, let's bring this whole past too. Can we take him to the strip club? <laughs> I don't know. Strip club, yeah. In the meantime, if you want even more content, we're over on Patreon. We're over on Supercast. We're talking about the other way, and that's a fantastic season as well. So check it out: Patreon.com/slash/MarriedToReality or MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. We're also on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. Call in over there. Let us know what are you think. And you think this couple's going to stay together? You think Kalani and Asuelu have a future? Or are they done? Are we going to see the hall pass this season or not? Let us know. Call in at Married to Reality Pod. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it is hurt. It's hopefully the next episode. All right. All right. I, I sure hope so. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, what are you waiting for? If you're listening to this part of the episode and, yeah. you, and you haven't left a review, I think now is the time. Now is the time. So please, if you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on our Monday pod. That's the B90 pod right there. You'll you'll hear your name, your review. It's beautiful. We love the love and we love sharing love the, love. the love. So please, if you haven't left a review, please do that. And that's it. That's all I've got to say. I've said it all. I've said it all. You definitely have. I'm going to go research fat cat. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.